Welcome back to Agency Nation Radio. My name is Ryan Hanley, and I am joined, as always, by Marty Agather. What's going on, dude? I am Marty Agather, and uh, today I'm joined with Ryan Hanley. We are live on Agency Nation Radio. It is a beautiful day, and we've got a couple of pretty good topics today. Well, technically, we're not live to the people listening, but while we're talking, it's live because you did not record your portion first and I am not responding to your recorded portion. So I guess in that sense, we are live. Yes, absolutely. And I am also glad that you have stopped flossing your teeth. That uh, hopefully will make the episode more enjoyable for those listening at home. Well, it will keep it will keep uh, eight of my large fingers out of my mouth while I'm talking with All right. So let's get into uh, what we want to talk about today. And actually, um, the first thing we're going to talk about, I'm going to bring back a resource that we discussed uh, a couple episodes ago called the IT Trends of 2016 for the insurance industry. And I'm just going to do a little bit of exposition on this before we uh, dive into what we actually want to talk about. And that is that I was in Arizona uh, last week. Fantastic, fantastic event. Um, the uh, Independent Insurance Agents and Brokers of Arizona had their annual conference. I was, uh, they were kind enough to have me come in and do the keynote for that event. I did a uh, debut, a brand new presentation called "How to Sell Insurance to Millennials," which uh, went very well. I was happy with it. Uh, always tweaks to be made. I tweak the presentation every single time I give it. It's like. If you hear me give a presentation, there are a thousand iterations have come before it and there'll be a thousand after, but uh, it's always fun and challenging and uh, nerve wracking to deb- debut a new uh, keynote. But one of the things that I took away from that, um, and, and and this is kind of the question that I posed to Marty before we, uh, you know, when we were talking about uh, this episode today, was how much of this new stuff should agents actually know right because because we're geeks I'm a complete geek and and maybe that's not completely obvious when you meet me but I love geeking out on insurance coverage I love geeking out on what's coming I love history of insurance I it I don't know how I fell into this awful awful trap but I now find the history, the future, the present, and everything that comes with our industry incredibly interesting. And um, I was reading an article about uh, can you insure blockchain? Um, and if you don't know what blockchain is, you're gonna have to Google it because we're not gonna talk about it in this episode. But um, it's well, we super will, geeky. We will talk about it in a future episode. Yeah, in a future episode, we will for sure. Um, super geeky topic, um, and it was on insurance uh, industry. Thought Leaders, uh, insurancethoughtleadership.com, sorry, and uh, great article, and I'll try to find it and post it in the show notes. This is episode number 34. If you go uh, agencynation.com forward slash podcast, episode number 34, uh, you can also subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher there, uh, but check it out. You'll, you'll find that link. Um, you'll find a link to this thing I'm talking about too, but so so I read this article, and I'm, and I'm geeked out on it now, right? So so I finished the article, and it's I'm on West Coast time, so I can't call Marty and bother him, and, and, I'm, and I got all these things running through my head, and I want to start talking to people about it. So like the first couple of people I bump into, I try to start talking about this article and, and I can tell they lost me at blockchain, right? Like they have no clue what I'm talking about. And it hit me like, can I go political here? Oh no, no, no. Just wait, wait for me to finish. We are, I got the, I, I said to myself, they, these, these people probably have no reason to know what blockchain is. Like, 
should I even feel like, because my first thought was, what the hell? Why don't they know what blockchain is? I want to talk about, you know, the, ins- the insurance risk possibilities of blockchain and all the, you know, you know, what are we going to have to do and how much does it change the world and what are all these different, u- and, and I just said to myself, there's no reason for them to know. There's no reason unless you are, unless you're insuring companies today that deal with Bitcoin, they're really, or, or some sort of e-currency, there's really no reason for anyone to know what blockchain is today. So Marty, here's my question to you with all that run up. How much of all, and I'm staring at autonomous agents, we've talked about that, the internet of things, the scaled web, blockchain, machine learning, smart home devices, um, predictive analytics, cybersecurity, algorithmic business, 3D printing materials. Like I'm looking at this chart with all these innovations from a product side, technology side, process side that are coming, right? Open data, the, the, the fifth generation of the web. I mean, these are all things that are coming. How much of this should agents and and carrier like how much of this should are we supposed to know about like like are we just complete nerds and that's why when you we talk about these things we geek so hard and that's just what it is and that's okay that's our thing or should people really actually be knowing about these things and diving into how what they're all about So before I go there I'm going to I want to go back to geek um I'm going to just come right out and say it. Uh, and, and because I, I, you know, I'm not, this is not, I'm not accusing you. I'm accusing us, right? I don't think you become a geek on a single thing. I think geek is in your um, makeup. And so heaven knows I geek out a lot of, about a lot of stuff. Insurance and technology only being two, right? So, and and my guts tell me that uh, if you were going to be honest, Ryan, you probably geek out on one or two other things besides insurance as well. So, I think I think it's a it's a uh, emotional and uh, intellectual makeup that causes you to say, "Ooh, this is cool," and then you run down a rabbit hole, right? Unfortunately, some days that uh, affects productivity, which gets us to your whole point. Um, is it critical that most people or even a majority or maybe even a significant minority of, of participants in the uh, insurance industry are completely up to speed and, and paying attention to all of this sort of bleeding edge? Let's not even call it leading edge, right? This is Some of this stuff is so new that it's going to crater so big when it goes down. It's just And it's going to take people with them and projects and money and, you know... Um, Others of them are going to be wildly successful. We've talked about that in the past. Uh, but is it critical that some some portion of the industry pay attention to it? Well, clearly some portion, a, a, a small portion is paying attention to it. Um, I think if it's very easy to be in a position uh, of um, you know middle management or higher and to be so focused on the business of running your business unit, whether that's your agency or maybe it's, uh, you know, the auto, uh, a, a specific um, state's auto book of business if you're a carrier or, uh, or a, you know, work comp line, something like that, um, that you get totally focused on 
the business of business and don't pay attention of the business of the industry, right? And what we're essentially talking about is we're talking about the business of the industry, the future of the industry, the direction that this industry is going. And so um, I believe that you don't necessarily have to be completely in touch with all of that stuff. I mean, part of, that's part of our job, right? So that's one of the reasons we are afforded the luxury to do that geek out because we have to know about it because that's w- what people expect from us. Um, but what I would say is I think there's a huge danger if while doing a good job running your business, if you aren't at least have a half an ear cocked to the people that are paying attention to that stuff because they are pointing out trends that probably do affect how you manage your business. And so those trends are what we need to to, to follow, right? You don't have to you don't have to know every single fact about every single technology, but you certainly should be aware of broad trends that may cause the business that you're running today to need to pivot in order to continue to be successful. Yeah, and this is why, you know, and maybe to a certain extent, this is our role with this podcast is is highlighting these things for the purpose of uh, you don't have to try to stay on top of them. We're going to do our best on a weekly basis to put in front of you, put in your earbuds, put between your ears, um, you know, what's going on, what you need to be thinking about or at least aware of. I agree with you. Uh, I would say that in my own uh, experience uh, from a managerial role, right? Uh, TrustedChoice.com has has really been uh, my first, um, we'll say, legitimate managerial role. I, I, I've managed some people on a loose basis in previous uh, experiences, but I was 24 and an idiot, so um, that doesn't really count. And as I've gotten into this work here, um, it's, it is a challenge to both stay on top of what's going on day to day and also keep your periscope up and kind of checking the scene, right? Or your eyes on the radar or whatever the heck the submarine, and now you probably know better than I do, um, would be in this, uh, in this case. But uh, it is a challenge to do that. But I think uh, as a leader, if that's what you consider yourself, whether that's as a principal or, or just a producer in an agency trying to be a leader or you're, you aspire for leadership or you currently hold a leadership role, um, I think it is very important to manage both those things. And if you are just popping your head in the sand and saying, all I need to do is my job every day and everything will be okay, um, that's when these really crazy things happen, like you can't operate at the same level because the world has passed you by, right? And, and, and you and I, I think, could pontificate on that idea quite a bit and say that uh, that's probably the biggest issue that our industry is facing is we were way too successful in the 80s, you know, 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we've forgotten that there's been 20 years since then, right? That to, to try to sell insurance like you did in the 90s in 2016 – I mean, it just doesn't make any sense at all. Like intrinsically, when you sit back and you think about that concept, it doesn't make any sense to sell insurance in 2016 like you did in 1990. But that's what we're trying to do in many cases. So I think it is the obligation, this is my personal opinion, it is our obligation at a minimum as leaders, but anybody who really cares about the future of their job, of their work, of their company, of their agency, I think it is your obligation 
to at least at some level have an outlet to know what's going on, whether it's this podcast, whether it's reading our blog, whether it's going to association events. I mean, you go to a national event at the Big Eye and you just talk to what's going on with other agents and you're going to figure out what's going on in the industry. You go to your state level events. You go to maybe there, you go to an insure tech event. You go to um, a wider uh, marketing or business or leadership event. Um there are so many outlets for capturing what's going on, um, and, and especially today with technology, that it almost there is almost no excuse other than complete apathy for not at least having some understanding of what's coming down the pipe in terms of process, technology, um, and, and business. I'm going to – I'd like a, a, a direct shot at this because I think there's, there's, another, there's another layer of this um, – particularly if you're in the risk management space, you're a producer, right? It behooves you to maintain your professionalism so that you can continue to offer valid advice and risk management um, practices with your clients. And if you're not, if you're not caught up on everything that's going on, right? So, um, some of these emerging things, you know, and this isn't even really emerging, but it certainly gets more and more press every day, you know, cyber, right? Holy smokes. But if, but if you're just got your head in the sand and you say, you know what, I don't really care about that stuff because it's technology and it, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Well, guess what? It probably matters to one or more of your clients and you should be on top of it. So I'm going to go and, and, and I want to get very specific on this because it's also, um, it's like anything that you ever learn. You start off and, you know, it's a, new, it's a new subject matter to you and you know nothing. And then you gain a little bit of information and now stuff that previously made no sense at all, these puzzle pieces begin to fit in and pretty soon you start to get a picture, right? The example I want to give is, and, and, and we see these, these individuals, thankfully not as many anymore, but they are still out there. The people who, when the first move to digital took place, said, I don't need a website. And then they said, you know what, this social media thing, it's a scam. It's a waste of time. It's a bunch of kids talking about what hamburger they had for lunch last yesterday. Okay. So they ignored that. And then there was this, you know, new digital imaging thing called Instagram and and now all of a sudden, the hurdle, because they didn't lay down a foundation, the hurdle to catch up is almost insurmountable, right? It's this huge, confusing mass of stuff. So if you don't at least keep yourself uh, somewhat informed, the problem is you miss huge chunks and pretty soon the conversation doesn't make sense anymore because there's too many things of, about which you don't understand how they plug together. Yeah, it, it's, you know, the, the idea that you're going to try to play catch up today. Um, is, so, so here's the issue. If you, if you get in early, you can build your way, you build a knowledge base, you can build up organically. What's happening now, uh, especially as I go out and I talk at different events and, and I meet agents and I talk about things, um, you know, if you're, if you're just stepping into Facebook today and, you know, so here we are, 
10 years later, right? And you're just saying to yourself, you know, there might actually be something to this social media thing. We might actually want to dip our toes in today. First of all, I'm glad that you're finally here. Uh, You've waited way too long, but I'm glad that you're here, right? I'm glad that you're starting to get it. Here's the problem. You now are going to have to pay for being a laggard. You're going to have to pay. And I don't just mean pay in terms of money. I mean in terms of time and pain. You're going to feel pain. It is not going to be easy for you. Facebook is a mature platform today. The, 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 I'm just going to put some things out there and get some people and that doesn't happen. The whole psychology of the platform has changed. And it's one of the reasons why, uh, I chose to build out, um, the lessons for agency nation university. The very first set of lessons that we're building out are all about Facebook, uh, because, It is a mature platform, and when you understand the concepts that are around Facebook, the other platforms will make more sense. It'll be easier to explain the other platforms, but you can't get in and do the things that people could do five years ago. That just won't happen. You can't get in and do the things people were doing two years ago, and you're going to have to crack your wallet. You're going to have to crack your wallet today. Three or four years ago, that wasn't the case. Today, you're going to have to crack it, and you're going to have to pay. And that is the price for being a laggard. And I get it, right? Like you want, you don't want to make any mistakes. You don't want to waste money. But um, this isn't that day anymore, right? This you can't sell insurance like it's 1990. And having your head in the sand is not an excuse, right? The way it has always been done, you can't build that agency today. I said this in Arizona. I, I looked out over this audience and I said, guys, I can appreciate that all of you are sitting here, but do not believe that you could rebuild your agency. And I was talking to the boomers specifically at this moment. I said, you couldn't rebuild your agency today the way you built it 30 years ago. You could not do it. So to so do not sit here and preach to your young producers the way that you built right. your agency. Do it the way the re- I did it because that was yeah. The values, the relationship, the focus on customer service and experience, yes, those core principles 100% translate. But the tactics and the strategies do not translate today. They do not translate. If, you're, if your core principle is cold calling and asking for referrals, you will be able to sustain existence maybe, but you are going to struggle you are going to struggle. There's two, it is a different marketplace today. And I just don't believe that having your head in the sand and pretending like if I just focus on referrals, everything's going to be fine because that's the way my grandfather built his agency. You, you're, you're in big, big trouble. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Well, just the whole concept of your grandfather selling insurance and working on referrals, that was really the only way to find any sort of professional service. There was no big research cloud in the sky, right? Today, we know 60, 70% of all research is done before the consumer ever calls the service provider. You've lost the ability to live only by referrals. That world doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I, we've beaten this topic up quite a bit. I mean, the, the, the whole, the whole idea here is that, um, you just have an understanding of what's going on, have an outlet. It doesn't mean that you have to be dialed in and know all the intricate details of blockchain or be able to hold a conversation for an hour about it. What, what I'm saying, and I think what Marty and I are advocating is have an understanding of what's going on and, don't wait as long to act on these things. Test, 
try things. Maybe build into your annual budget a, a $5,000 test budget, right? We're going to test things. We're going to, does having a phone call, paying for a service that directs sales phone calls right to an agency, agency uh, producer's cell phone, you know, that costs us 20 bucks a month. Okay, well, instead of trying to pretend like we don't have the budget for that, let's budget for that at the beginning of the year, knowing that things are going to come up, we want to test and see if they work and test them, right? Or maybe having, you know, removing our call, our answer system and, and hiring a receptionist. Well, before you hire that receptionist, have one of your CSRs pick up those phone calls instead of the phone tree and see what happens. And if if all of a sudden you're starting to sell a lot more business because you have a human being picking up the phone, well, then you can you can hire a receptionist. But if you're just sitting back and saying, you know, we put that phone tree in in the 90s and we're still in business today, so it must be working, you're losing business. And and that's kind of the, the whole point. So um, I want to move on from that, but I think the phone tree issue kind of gets us to an, our next topic here, Marty. Yeah, um, but before we get there, this is episode number 34, and if you go to Agency Nation look this up, you're going to find links to the articles that we talked about, and you might find a few other facts about this specific thing, including our next topic, which is targeted directly at improving your sales in your agency. Yeah, so uh, this actually, this, this next topic comes from uh, uh, one of our uh, client success managers, uh, Lori Allen. And what Lori does, uh, or at least part of her job, is calling into agencies, uh, Advantage subscribers at TrustedChoice.com, and just talking to them about their experience with receiving phone calls and email referrals and what's working, what's not working, and figuring out um, of the business you've received, what's your close ratio, right? That's one of the most important pieces of information that we have. And and Marty actually just wrote, uh, which was published the day of this recording, uh, published a fantastic article titled uh, The Least Expensive Way to Improve Agency Sales. Uh, go and check that article out. Um, and it's about uh, something we call turnstile jumping, but it, there's a lot of other interesting pieces in there too. And it, what it really comes down to, so what Lori has found, is the most successful agencies when it comes to inbound sales. So this isn't just trustedchoice.com. This is any type of inbound sales, which means you've done some marketing and people are now calling you. People are calling your agency and saying, I found you at XYZ and I want, I want to get a quote from you or I want to talk to you more about insurance. They have something that we are calling a hunt line. And Marty's going to talk about the actual definition, but what I see this hunt line as is it is a direct connection to the hunters in the agency. And producers are hunters. They're, they're hungry and they, they want to write business, right? If you're not hungry, you're probably not listening to this podcast. So I'm going to assume everybody who's listening to this is hungry to write more business. And what she has found is the most successful agencies closing business through trustedchoice.com at somewhere between we've had as low as 45% close ratio and as high as an 80% close ratio, 80% close ratio. So of the agencies that she's talked to, a 45 to 80% close ratio, anything above 45 is amazing. We have agencies closing business at 80% and it's because of this idea of a hunt line, which is when someone calls, and is an inbound opportunity to write business, it doesn't go to a phone tree, it doesn't go to a receptionist, it goes directly to a producer or 
if you have a hunt line, it rings every producer. And the first producer to pick up the phone gets that business. And people are closing it. And it, this is, I mean, literally talking about this, Marty, I'm sitting here in my kitchen talking about this and I'm getting chills on my spine because this is what insurance sales is supposed to be. Like this is supposed to be a sales business, not a service business. And when I hear that there are agencies out there that have put in place this, you know, built in this competitive nature where these hungry producers are waiting for that phone to ring and then picking up as fast as they can and doing their best to write that piece of business. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, that's why we show up to work every day. What a, nothing gets a competitor's uh, spirits up and their and their juices flowing more than competition, right? I mean, look at the pro athletes. We're right in the middle of the uh, the Olympics. Look at the Olympic athletes. They live for the competition. And when you put a group of producers together and you say, there is no such thing as a, you earned this opportunity. It's a, he who's fastest and wants it the most gets it. All of a sudden, everybody amps up to the next level. All right. It's like Michael Phelps in the ready room before his event, getting psyched up and ready to go. And when that phone rings, you see this, uh, this competition. I, I was in an, uh, an environment where we had one of these some years back, and it was crazy. I mean, the phone would be answered before the second ring because you had a bunch of people that wanted to improve their commission by closing the deal. So it was immediate grab and go. No fooling around. No, I'll call you back tomorrow. No, no, I'm grabbing this because I need to eat. That is a powerful, powerful tool. And it ups your close rate because you got people who want to do business taking the next available option. Yeah, and, and here's why I love this too, because one of my major bugaboos are people who pontificate or, 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 or want to spread the misinformation that somehow uh, leads that come from the internet, regardless if they come from trustedchoice.com or not, but I'll get to that in a second, um, are of less value than any other opportunity that comes into the agent. If someone says that, I'm, I'm going to throw this out there and maybe I'll get hated on for this, but if someone says to you, you know, internet leads, they just, you know, they just don't have as much value, slap them across the face, legitimately. You slap them right across the face, not because you want to hurt them, but you need to wake them up to reality because they are lost in some, 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 some alternate reality, alternate reality. We got to pull them back because they have absolutely no clue what they're talking about. It, that is, that is a contrived idea that has been passed from, from a belligerent, naive, ignorant pontificator to pontificator who doesn't actually want to write this business, right? It questioned the idea that you could somehow put a message out into the world that attracts consumers that you could actually write. It, it disrupts the whole mindset of the, of the, we go out and we get the business we want person. So what that per- so what these people do is they spread misinformation around the lack of quality in internet leads. They do not listen to these people. They do not know what they're talking about. I'm going to say that again. 
anybody who tries to convince you that internet leads, I'm not just talking about trustedchoice.com, though I do believe in trustedchoice.com very heavily because it is a referral-based system built around psychology. I do believe that these people are ignorant, they're in a fog, and you need to slap them and wake them up. Now, maybe metaphorically slap them, but you know, you have to make that decision for yourself. But I just want you to know that here's my actual example. I just get so crazy on this topic because it's so, it's so stupid. When I was working at the Murray group, so this is three years ago, three years ago, I'm at the Murray group. This isn't all the technology we have today, all the additional case studies and all the things we've learned since then. But when I was at the Murray group three years ago, we were driving the month I left, we drove 89 inbound opportunities and we wrote more than 50% of them. More than 50% of them. If I told you you could write one out of every two pieces of business that comes in, you'd go, oh, that's most likely referrals because referrals are, we work off of referrals. That's ludicrous, right? Maybe you do write one out of every two referrals, but you can also write one out of every two internet leads. You can write more than that. I actually think the close ratio on trustedchoice.com uh, opportunities is probably somewhere around 60%. That has to do with the psychology of the platform and the fact that it's a one-to-one connection based on the consumers choosing the agency versus the agency choosing the consumer. Um, and if you ever see me at an event, buy me beer and I'll dive into why all, all the studies that prove that that psychology is true. But um, we are seeing between 45 and 80% close ratio with four people who actually pick up the phone and have someone who can sell them the business, answer the phone. That is the key people. That is the key. Someone who can actually sell the business has to talk to the consumer, not a phone tree, not a voicemail, not a unlicensed receptionist, a producer who can sell the business has to talk to the consumer as quickly as possible. And when that connection is made, well, then that's when you sell things. Get it's, the hell out of the way because business is going to get written. Mari, I'm like sweating. I'm so okay. agitated so, right so now. So let me, let me, I, I want to stick a big wooden stake right through the heart of the vampire that you just let out of the crypt, right? And that is this whole concept of I get all of my business via referrals. The next time you hear this, this is the immediate next question that has to be asked. Okay, I don't deny that you get business from referrals, But when was the last time you actively pursued your existing customers and asked for referrals? That's driving business via referrals. Everything else is just sitting back and letting stuff happen, okay? I had a boss back in the day when I sold insurance. His name was Roger. Roger had what he called the bump method of marketing. The way you use the bump method of marketing is you bumped into somebody when you were out and about in town or at the club and they went, oh yeah, Ryan, uh, you're in the insurance business, aren't you? You know, I got this issue. Can you help me with it? That isn't referrals. Yes, indeed. That's somebody you know, but that's not referrals. Referrals is... I've been a, a trusted advisor to you. I've, I've helped you with fight and protect your finances. Are there people like you that I could help too? Please reach out and let me know who those might be. 
If you're not doing that, then you're not in the business of referral marketing. I'm sorry. And and here's the other here's the other thing. And and again, we're, we're like way off uh, in in la la land. I'm talking we're, about pontificating, and I'm like we're in our on own my reality. on my third soapbox of the episode. Um, you know, you got to track where the business comes from. You got to track where the business comes from. If if someone asks you, where does your business come from? And you look up into the left because you're trying to like rack your brain for the answer to that question. And you can't point to an Excel spreadsheet or, uh, or, or your agency management system and say, yeah, hey, hold on one sec. Let me look that up. Okay. Beep, beep, boop. Uh, yeah, I see that 65% of our business does come from referrals and 20 of it comes from this great billboard we have on, on route nine and 20 and, and 10% comes from the internet and another 5% comes from walk-ins. If you can't say that, with absolute certainty, then you have no clue where your business is coming from. You either know exactly where it's coming from, or you have no idea. You're because starts, baby. Yeah, because and I'll tell you what happens is you you ask somebody where their business comes from, and like it's almost like their their hand, it's like they're searching their mental their mental Excel spreadsheet, right? Like their finger like goes up to their head and they touch their head and they kind of look and they're like, hmm, you know, I well, you know, I would say referrals. I would say mostly referral. We're a referral-based agency because I've heard agents saying that for 30 years, and I'm assuming that's the right answer to this question. So referrals. It's like it's lunacy. It's complete lunacy. How can you operate a business and not know where your business comes from? How can you operate a business and not know where your business comes from? I can't imagine a world where you show up to work every day and you don't know where your business comes from. Maybe you have an idea. Maybe you have a feeling. Neither one of those things mean anything unless you have some sort of documented proof that says, and and here's the awesome part about that Joe Leahy uh, testimony or uh, case study I did the other day. Joe Leahy... Um, who's on uh, the, the Big Eye uh, National Executive Committee, amazing agent, great agency. He has his people, and, and he himself does this as well. They dial down as deep to the colors of the website if the person can't remember the exact URL that came from. So not just, hey, where'd you find us? The internet. If you ask that question alone, you're like in the top 10% of agencies, but he's, he goes so much deeper because the internet means nothing. And Google means nothing unless it's actually Google. And here's the thing. So so he, someone calls and says, I'd like to get a call from you. And he goes, well, where'd you hear from us? Well, we heard about the internet. Okay, but what website? Well, um, you know, we heard, we, we Googled something and we found this website and it had some information. Well, what colors were it? Uh, uh, blue and a lighter blue and white and uh, the buttons were orange. Trustedchoice.com. Boom. Or now he knows. Yellow, yellow bar at the top of the page. Oh, that's yellowpages.com. Or that's yellowpages.com. Or, uh, you, know, I, 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 you know, I know I said the internet, but actually we found you on white pages or we found you on Facebook. Or, I mean, you got to know exactly where it's coming from. Or it could be uh, my cousin Sally uh, told me to call you. Oh, Sally. What's Sally's last name? Jenkins. Oh, Sally's been a great client for so long. Thank. We can't wait to work with you. Come on in. Right. You have to ask these questions and know exactly where the business is coming from because you could find out if you just do internet, that could be a million places, right? But you could find out that, and and you may not even know this, one of your producers is running Facebook ads on the side and driving tons of business into the agency just because they want to test it. And you could be getting two, three accounts a week from that. But you say the internet, and when it comes to sales producer time, 
You go, ah, you're wasting your money on that stuff. Uh, or, you know, we don't get any business from that. You have no idea. You have no idea where or your business comes we from. Need to refresh our we-, we need to refresh our website rather than putting any money into Facebook ads because everybody knows Facebook ads don't work. Yeah. And all these people are telling us that they're finding this on the internet, right? Yeah. So it's... It, there's a number of reasons. You know, first of all, it helps you manage your sales process better, but it also helps you manage your marketing spend more effectively. Yeah. Here's the other. I'm I'm all fired up. This this is it. I'm like fired up Monday. I don't know if I Wait, drink how too much, much coffee. coffee. Did you have this morning? <laughs> Way too much coffee this morning. So here's the other thing. Do not. And I just dropped the lid of my Dunkin' Donuts cup. Do not. Do not ask. Do not ask. Are you a current client? Do not ask that question, please. For the love of all things insurance sales, do not ask someone who calls your agency, are you a current client or do you do business here? I know that it's because you want to look the person up in your agency management system and figure out what producer to send them to. I know that's why you want to, that, why you ask that question. Hopefully, you're not screening them because you only want to deal with current clients and don't want to deal with new, new customers, though I know that's the case for a lot of agencies. And any principals who are listening to this, if you're on trustedchoice.com and you're getting your uh, call recordings sent to you, please listen to them. You're going to learn some things about the way your agency operates that will help you do better, right? Listen to those phone calls. Um, Marty and I and Chip and Derek, we, we've listened to thousands of phone calls. It's kind of scary. You actually but, might want to light your hair on fire. After yeah, yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe have a couple drinks first and then listen. Um, so it, here's the point. When, when you call a business and, they, and the very first question they ask is, are you a current client in this agency? It's an immediate turnoff. It's an immediate turnoff to that person because what that person says is, well, why does that matter? Why does it matter that I, I mean, I'm calling you because I'm interested in doing business with you. Why does it matter if I'm a current client, right? That can maybe be a question 10 questions in or 20 questions in or when a producer actually picks up the phone. But if a receptionist is getting a phone call and asking, are you a current client? And it's the very first question they ask, it is an enormous turnoff. And we've heard it on phone calls uh, where people, you can just tell it changes the whole uh, tone of the conversation. Because here's someone who's saying, I just did internet research and I went through this trustedchoice.com and I picked you out of a list of 10 agencies. And now all you care about is if I'm a current client or not. Like, what is it? It's an immediate turnoff. So, so let's let's role play for a bit, Ryan. You're the customer. Call me right now. Ring, ring, ring. Hello, Ryan and Marty Agency. Hi, uh, I found you on the internet, and uh, I'd like to get a quote for my homeowner's insurance. Sure, I'd love to help you out today. Um, but before we get there, can I ask you a question? You say you found us on the internet. Can you tell me exactly uh, how did you find us? Did you use Google, or or you ran into us somewhere else? Well, I, I typed in uh, home insurance, Cambridge, uh, Massachusetts, and I found this uh, page on homeowners insurance, and then I put my zip code in the box, and you guys popped up. I answered a couple questions. You guys popped up first on the list, so I figured you're the best agency, and that's why I, uh, I clicked on you. Well, that is absolutely fantastic, uh, and thank you very much for that detail. That gives us some great information that we've been looking for, so it's good to know that we're popping up when people type homeowners insurance Cambridge. I'm going to track that down, and what I would love to do is I would love to get you to uh, bill. Would that be all right? 
Dude, I'm gonna hit pause right here for a second because you completely f- that up. You didn't ask what website I found. Well, <laughs> I talked to you. I, I talked know, our way I through trustedchoice.com, and, and then you never asked. Oh, so it was trustedchoice.com. I mean, you just completely, you just did what every freaking agency does. Well, because, oh my god! Because I knew what you had done. I oh I understood god. it, but you're right. All right, so I I realized you just proved it. the point. I'm keeping this in here now. You just proved the point. <laughs> you gotta ask. You gotta ask. I'm keeping it in. Oh my god! All right, we gotta wrap this up. I'm out of my mind, guys. I uh, I appreciate y'all for listening this long. I'm way too fired up this morning. I just when I go and speak and I meet agencies, I come back and I'm just crazy because I just. I just, I want us to win and we're so close. We got so many good people and we're just, we're missing these little details. It's little tiny things. And we just turn these dials and we're going to get there. Dude, Um, dude, you cannot leave that in because you use the F word. All right. So I'm going to bleep the F word just, well, everyone's going to have heard me. So I did say the F word and I bleeped it because you're still (laughs) listening to this part. So, um, all right, let's wrap this up before I say anything else crazy. Uh, but a couple of things, just stay aware of what's going on. Um, you know, just kind of wrap up this, this, this thing here. Stay aware of what's going on. Pick a favorite thing, whether it's here or, or Agency Nation or, or a newsletter from the association or insurance thought leadership is a great place. Property Casualty 360 is a great place. The Insurance Journal, wherever you get your news, just, just stay on top of it. Once a week, twice a week, see what's going on. Read an article or two. It just really helps you to think about how your business is evolving. And, you know, if, 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 you, if you see something that doesn't make a lot of sense and you go, well, how exactly does this apply drop us a line, man. We want to know, right? We'll talk about it. The other thing we want you to do is try that hunt group. Get some hunters on the phone competing to see who can write that piece of business. You'll be amazed at how it's going to improve your hit ratio. I would love it if someone who's listening to this implements a hunt line. So, you know, get a second phone number. Here's the easiest way. So you're probably saying, Ryan, how do I do this? Call your phone company and have them create another phone number for you. Put that phone number on some marketing material or or put at the top if you would like a quote and that phone number. Wherever you have your sales call to action, use that phone number and use your regular phone number for like your contact page. Like, hey, you have a service request, call this phone number. And have that phone number go directly to a producer or if you're a one-person agency, the principal or whoever does the sales, have it go to just one person for now. You can figure out how, you know, the distribution pieces can be later. And just see if your hit ratio increases like, like Marty talked about. I promise you it will. I promise you it will. In that pass from either uh, uh, a receptionist or a, uh, a phone tree, you are losing business. And if it goes right to a producer, you are going to write more business. I promise you. I would love for someone to put that in place and then call us and let us know what you think, what you found out. If it's working for you, uh, marty.agatha at trustedchoice.com or ryan.hanley at trustedchoice.com or just hit us up on Facebook or, or wherever. Um, Agency Nation lo- Facebook page. Yep, Agency Nation Facebook page, great place. And uh, if you're listening to this, uh, I just want to let you guys know this is the last thing. Uh, Agency Nation University is live. It went live last, last Friday. If you uh, were on the early notification list, then you had the opportunity to get into our Pioneer uh, membership, which is kind of our beta program. Uh, these are people who got an incredibly, incredibly low lifetime membership rate uh, to Agency Nation in return for kind of coming in early, helping us work out some of the kinks. Um, and just being involved and giving us feedback and, and really shaping uh, what the course is. Um, you can get in if you want now, but you cannot have the Pioneer rate. 
but I'm going to give you guys a special code. You have to use this code. It's going to be the next lowest price this course will ever be offered for. There's only a limited number of them, so if you want in, you can get in now. Just know it's not finished, but you can't get the Pioneer rate. That's over. Those people kind of committed to us early, um, but you can get the next lowest front, rate. Like all Pioneers, are out front taking the arrows, man. You can get the early bird rate by using the code Z, the number 2, S, Z, the number 2, S, early bird. All one word. So Z2S Early Bird. Use that code at checkout. Make sure, make sure that the price comes down. I'm gonna let you find out what that price is. Make sure the price comes down before you would purchase. And you can get in. You can get in right now. I hope you guys will. Um, and just just be part of it. We got tons of stuff on Facebook already. There's tons of content out there. Uh, but there's a lot more to come. I just posted a new one today. You get it to fi- com- uh, the Facebook private community. You get to come in and chat about these things. And um, we got well next week. We'll have our very first uh, Agency Nation University live webinar talking about some of the updates that are happening with Instagram and Facebook right now. Um, so hope you guys will get in and check that out. And if you're listening to this in the future, um, next couple months, the early bird will still be available. At some point, we'll run out of early bird memberships and then uh, the price will go up again. But um, it's worth checking out. I think you'll love it. Um, and if you do, just hit me up with an email because I want to say thank you and I uh, want to introduce you to the community. So uh, Marty, with that, this has been kind of a crazy, hectic episode, but also very fun. And I got some editing to do uh, where I cursed at you, which... I apologize to the audience, but not to you, because you messed that up. No, I do apologize to you, Marty. I'm sorry note, for cursing Note to you. self, don't call audibles in the middle of the podcast. <laughs> or, just, or just get them right. Oh, my God. You're killing me. All right, well, we got to get out of here. All right, buddy. Um, good episode, and uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. We're going to get out of here.